Good morning and Merry Christmas. If you would stand, we'll get started with our service. Uh, we have much to be thankful for this morning. And uh, the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And that's why we're here today. We love um, our Lord and we're glad that he sent his Son because he loved us. We're glad to be here. Branson, it's good to see you here. Would you open us in a word of prayer, please? Join us in singing hymn number 424, O Come, O Faith.
This crazy dream last night An angel spoke to me Said it's alright Sweet Mary carries God's own son And you shall call his name Jesus Don't be afraid Take Mary to be your bride. Don't be afraid. Take Mary to be your wife. Your wife. An angel spoke to me last night. The
beautiful star of Bethlehem, shining large for shadows dim, giving a light for those who long have gone, guiding the wise men on their way unto the place where Jesus lay. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Oh, beautiful star of hope of light, guiding the pilgrims through the night. Over the mountains till the break of dawn. Into the light of perfect day, it will give out a lovely ray. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Oh, beautiful star, beautiful, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until the glory dawn. Give us a lamp to light the way unto the land of perfect day. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Oh, beautiful star, the hope of rest, for the redeemed, the good and blessed. Yonder in glory when the crown is won. Jesus is now the star divine, brighter and brighter he will shine. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Oh, beautiful star, beautiful, beautiful star, Bethlehem. star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until the glory dawns. Give us a lamp to light the way unto the land of perfect day. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Beautiful star, beautiful, beautiful star of Bethlehem, star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until the glory dawn. Give us a lamp to light the way unto the land of perfect day. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Well, praise the Lord. I think it's the first time I've seen the VC ladies sing without using the step. And you could, you could see them. That's pretty good. Amen? That's pretty awesome. Well, it's good to have you with us today. Um, I was talking with my wife on the way here this morning, and we were talking about uh, all the different things we've done on Christmas. And uh, I don't know how many times I've preached on Christmas, uh, you know, the, the day of. Uh, that's pretty exciting. I uh, did a wedding on Christmas uh, one day right down here. We visited in the hospital on Christmas, and we've been with family, and we've been by ourselves. And I just like being with you all. 
I can't think of a better way to, you know, celebrate Christmas and be with my church family. And uh, so I'm glad to have you here. We have many uh, visitors with us today. We want to welcome you. It's good to have you. And I noticed the Beavers came in. And uh, so good to see you guys all the way from Tulsa. Sure, love them. And uh, don't understand how their son ended up so rotten to have such a great mom and dad. But anyhow, no, I'm teasing. I uh, sure love the Beavers and appreciate uh, them and uh, their testimony for the Lord all these years. You would take your Bibles, turn to Psalms 107. Psalms 107, I'm not going to keep you long. Uh, we've kind of dialed this day back to make it different. And uh, so uh, it's not my intent to keep you long. I do want to say thank you. I don't think I've acknowledged all the beautiful uh, Christmas decorations this season. Uh, I want to thank uh, Miss Alice. I know she uh, heads that up. And I'm thankful to have a, a, a tree that has lights on it that flash. That It isn't sterile, you know. It's, at my house, we have sterile Christmas. It's just boring white lights. But uh, anyhow... Uh, I'm thankful I can come to church and have a beautiful tree that I can see and enjoy. It just brings the kid out in me. If you know me, I'm still a kid. Amen? Um, we had that snowfall the other day, and uh, I was out driving around in it, just so you won't worry about that. I was out, you know, making sure the four-wheel drive worked and that everybody else was doing their jobs. As a matter of fact, the only one out uh, were in four-wheel drives when I was out, so it was uh, fun uh, to be out and enjoy the beautiful snow, and uh, it's good to be in the Lord's house today. Psalms 107, you can follow along with me. I'll begin reading verse number one. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Amen? For his mercy endureth forever. Aren't you glad that his mercy is not just a little bit, you know, but it's going to last forever? It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Such as set in darkness, and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron." Because they rebelled against the words of God and contempted the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and brake their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I would just encourage you, if you have times that uh, you might find yourself kind of downhearted, uh, this would be a good portion of scripture to go back to and to read, to just encourage your heart in the things of the Lord. So far this Christmas season, I've been preaching about the light, 
And uh, the big theme has been Christmas truly shows God's heart. And today we're going to preach about uh, Christmas surely shows God's heart and that there's a need for the light. Here in verse number 10 of Psalms 107, we read, Such as set in darkness and in the shadow of death. And verse number 14, He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this time together this morning. We thank you for the, the reason that we've gathered, gathered is the fact that Jesus Christ uh, came to this earth, that he lived a sinless life, that he was crucified and he rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave, and now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for those who know him as their Lord and Savior and those who would call upon him to save them from their sins. And Lord, we know one day he's going to call again and we're going to go to be with him. And we are anticipating that. We're looking forward to the rapture of those who know Christ as their Savior. Lord, um, and so we stop today just giving thanks for the birth of Jesus, that he would leave the wonders of heaven and come to this earth. And uh, knowing that his destiny was to hang upon a cross for the sins of mankind. Thank you for this time together. We pray that you would receive the honor and glory and, and uh, all that goes with the preaching of your word. We ask these things in your name. And all the people said, Amen. And so our first point today is that God created light for the darkness. And I put a hyphen there, the physical. Okay. Uh, in Genesis 1 verse number 2, we read, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 4 of chapter 1, And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And verse 5 says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. I don't know if you could come to grasp with this idea of just utter darkness. Just utter darkness. It's the way it was in the beginning, according to what we find in the Word of God. Uh, it was just utter darkness. It, everywhere was in darkness. Uh, it's hard enough when we would go home and, uh, you know, you go like of a night, if I go down into my basement, if someone flips the wrong switch off, then I've got to walk clear across the room in darkness, hoping that, you know, all the furniture that's there isn't going to grab me and stub my toe and all those kind of things. Um, but to imagine that the earth was without form and void and that darkness was upon the face of the deep is sometimes very hard for me to grasp. But with faith, I can accept that that's what God's word says and that's the way it was. And then we come to verse number four. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. We begin by reading in the Bible and we find that this earth was in physical darkness and then God created a physical light so that the light might shine in darkness. To have darkness, you have to do nothing. It's kind of a natural thing. We come tonight, we naturally have darkness. But then you have to have that light. And God created light. And when he created the light, he said of the light that it was good and then he divided the light from the darkness. Verse number 14 of Genesis 1 through verse number 18. 
And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. I think sometimes we forget that God in the creation of night and light was also setting uh, in, in action the seasons and the times with the division of the light and the darkness. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, that's the sun, and the lesser of the light to rule the night, the moon, and the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And so there was a physical darkness, and God remedied the physical darkness by creating the sun and the moon and the stars. The second thing we find is that God created light for the darkness, hyphen the spiritual, okay? So God created uh, light for the darkness in the physical realm, and so he also addresses the spiritual realm. Here in Psalms 107, we started by reading uh, in verse number 10 about uh, such a sudden darkness and in the shadow of death. In verse 14, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. Uh, we go to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. We read, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light, and they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And so we have several different references throughout Scripture that talk about darkness and the shadow of death. Of course, one of the popular ones is Psalms verse uh, twenty and Psalms twenty-three. We read about it, but we have here set before us the darkness. And Isaiah nine two is referenced in Matthew chapter four and verse number sixteen, where we read, "The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death, light is sprung up." So before God's created a spiritual light, there was spiritual darkness upon the face of the earth. Could we see it? Mm, maybe, but not so much. We can see it in the actions of those who do not know Christ as their Lord and Savior. They're in spiritual darkness. I think we can see that everywhere we go. All we have to do is, is to find an article about some mass murderer, someone who does something very evil and vicious to a child or another individual, we see spiritual darkness. We can, we can see it that way, but we can't really just see spiritual darkness. But spiritual darkness does cover the earth. And man without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior live in spiritual darkness. So if you're here today without Jesus, I hate to tell you, the curse is already on you. You're living in spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness. Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 2 said, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. And so today, you may have walked in here as a lost individual, someone who does not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's never been that time that you uh, called upon the Lord to forgive you of your sins and to come into your heart and to become your Lord and Savior. And you've walked in under a cloud of spiritual darkness but now you've seen the great light. I've just shared with you the great light. His name is Jesus. 
Jesus is that great light. Some would say, well, why do we, why do we celebrate Christmas, preacher? Is it, is it because the Americans are so greedy that we have to have Christmas so that we can uh, go out and spend a lot of money to impress people that we see maybe once or twice a year or we want to shower our family with gifts and so we, we set aside this one time, we go out and we, we buy a bunch of gifts and we give uh, gifts to our loved ones. Is, is that the only reason for Christmas? And can I just say that that is the lesser of all reasons for Christmas. The real reason for Christmas is because Jesus Christ left the glories of heaven to come to this earth to bring light to spiritual darkness. It speaks of God's great love, doesn't it? Brother Stephen amply picked John 3.16 today. Couldn't have picked a better verse, amen? For God so loved the world. God loves you. I love that thought. Sometimes I get up and I think, man, my wife probably has a hard time loving me. That's maybe like once a year, maybe. <laughs> I mean, how could she not love me, right? <laughs> oh dear, so I'm, I'm on the ice already. <laughs> but it's been a good year, so you know, it's just once a year, right? Sometimes the dogs don't love me. and Sometimes my neighbors don't love me. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I don't love me. But the great news is that God loves you. Doesn't matter how I view me. Doesn't matter how anyone else views me. The most important of all is God. And he said, I love you so much that I'm going to send a light, Jesus Christ, to come to be born in a manger of lowly means to then live and die for your sins that heaven might be your eternal home. Wow, that's just awesome, isn't it? It's like the best news ever. John Gill writes this of Isaiah 9-2. He says, this is a true character of all the people of God before conversion. Remember 9-2 said, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shine. So this is the true character of, of all people of God before conversion who are in the state of darkness, under the power of sin, shut up in unbelief. They're in gross ignorance of themselves and their condition of sin and the danger they are exposed to by it, of divine and spiritual things, of the grace of God, of the way of peace and life and salvation by Christ, and of the work of the blessed Spirit, and of the truths of the gospel. They are in the dark and can see no objects in a spiritual sense, not to read the word so as to understand it or to work that which is good, and they walk on in darkness, not knowing where they are and whether they are going. And yet of these, it is said, they have seen a great light. Man, I'm so thankful that God cared about us, to the point that he said, I've got to show you a light. I've got to share with you a light. I want you to know that your sins can be forgiven. A man without Christ sets in spiritual darkness. Job wrote in Job 10, 21 and 22, Before I go whence, I shall not return, even to the land of darkness and of the shadow of death, 
a land of darkness as darkness itself, and of the shadows of death without any order, and where the light is as darkness. The shadow of death referred to many times in Scripture, and uh, Psalms 23 and verse number 4 is probably a reference we all know of. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. All mankind born in spiritual darkness. God said, I'm going to send a light. His name is Jesus. Jesus came and his light shines. Many other churches, meaning today, shining his light. People here today who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are a light. Maybe you've been invited by one of those lights today to come to church with me. Come to church with me for Christmas. We're going to celebrate Christ's birth. Come with me. They're letting their light shine. Why? Because they don't want you to set in darkness. They want you to see the light. They want you to know the truth. A man who lives and dies without the light shining in their heart, without them accepting that gift and that light themselves, will spend an eternity in damnation, eternally tormented away from God. Once you get there, you don't get out. The only hope for mankind is when they see the light is to respond to the light. That's the only hope. If you reject the light, if you reject what Christ has done for you, you may never have another opportunity. That's why it's so important that when you see the light, you respond to the light. I'm glad I stand here today and say I responded to the light way back in 1976, and it's changed my life. I no longer fear death. I don't fear what others can do to me. I am ready to go a heartbeat. By the way, I'm afraid sometimes, especially when we're young, we think, I've got my whole life ahead of me. I've got my whole life ahead of me. I'll wait and deal with those spiritual things later on in life. When I was in Bible college, I had a cousin that I grew up playing football with at Thanksgiving time, you know, and we'd all get together and we'd play football in the streets. There's nothing like playing football in the streets, you know, because you've got to dodge cars and you've got to dodge your buddies trying to tackle you. Just something about playing football in the street. So I grew up with this cousin of mine. His name was Jeff, and Jeff was one month older than me. So it was really exciting. We'd celebrate Jeff's birthday in April knowing mine's coming in May. It's going to be awesome. We celebrate Jeff. We got Jeff out of the way. Now my birthday's coming. This is going to be awesome. When I was in Bible college, my third year of Bible college, I got a phone call one morning from my dad. My dad never called me, okay? It's just, he just didn't care for phones. I mean, that, it would always been mom calling, but it was dad calling. And he said, Kevin, I got some bad news. And I said, well, what is it? And he said, they found Jeff dead today. Now, Jeff was enrolled at Kansas State University, and he was a fourth-year mechanical engineering student graduating with a 4.0 that May. I got the call in October. Jeff never made it to graduation. It went something like this. He was living in a frat house because of his good grades and the influence of his family and so forth, and 
buddies came by and they saw him kind of thrashing around in bed and they thought, well, you know, he's probably, you know, had a hard night. This happens in college, I guess. Uh, Has a hard night and so we'll just let him sleep. We'll come back after class. We'll check on him. They came back two hours later to find him already turning blue. They found out years later that his dad suffered from sleep acne, and so he did too, and so it probably took his life. That's probably what took his life. 20 years old. Now, we don't, all we have to do is pick up a, well, who picks up a paper, right? All we have to do is scroll through uh, the bits on our phone or whatever, and we soon begin to realize that young people die all the time. Brother Hodges was sharing with me they've got to go to Oklahoma to the uh, death of a, of a uh, nephew, thank you, who died. And I'm like, oh man, that is so sad, right? Always sad when someone dies. It doesn't matter if you're young or you're old, at some point in life, we're going to die. What needs to happen is we need to be ready. I'm shining a light for you today. The greatest gift you could ever get at Christmas is the gift of salvation. To know that your sins are forgiven and heaven's your eternal home is the greatest gift you can ever have. The need of light has been set. It's all about us. Your need for the light is the next decision. What will you do with the light? Will you accept it or will you reject it? The decision's yours. I wish I could make it for you. I would gladly make that decision for you, but I can't. It's a decision you must make. Lord Jesus, we love you today, and we thank you for this time together this morning. We pray that you would take this invitation, you would use it for your honor, however you would see fit in our lives and in our hearts. I pray that your message be driven home, that we would know for sure as we would leave here today our place with you, saved or lost, uh, a light that's now shining in our heart or the rejection of that light, that it'd be very relevant to us, that we would know for sure where we are, that we could not make an excuse of not knowing the truth. Lord, thank you for our time together today. We love you and we ask these things in your name. Amen. If you would stand with me today, we'll have a moment of invitation. If you're here without Jesus, I'd encourage you. If you want to know more, if you'd come, we'd have someone take a Bible and share with you from the Word of God how you can know that you're saved. You can have that light in your heart this Christmas season. Whatever you need, would you come, Brother Foster? Just as I am without one thee,
good to be in the Lord's house today. I'm going to have uh, Brother Chuck come and give us some announcements. Brother Eli, would you mind coming up for just a minute? Um, I would ask that you'd pray for Brother Chuck. At some point today, uh, the church that he uh, candidated in last week will be voting on whether to call him or not. So this could either be like a really exciting Christmas or, oh, that's kind of a bummer Christmas. But uh, actually, I'm kind of torn. You know, I'm excited that maybe that's going to be the call they got. And, you know, I can go visit in California, you know, bum a place to preach and all that kind of stuff. Or he gets to stay. And that's that would be great, too. okay? because it's really going to be hard on him trying to, you know, be there without his wife and children still here. But he'll, he'll survive. Right. So seriously, I would ask that you pray for him, that God's will would be done. We want God glorified through it all. Okay, Brother Chuck, would you? All right, um, just uh, for the rest of the year, we'll have regularly scheduled services, okay? Um, and so Wednesday night we'll meet at 7 o'clock, and then uh, regular services on Sunday next year. And uh, for the uh, church cleaning list uh, in the back, there's still a number of spots that are open. Um, And so if you hadn't signed up for that, we'd greatly appreciate uh, getting your name on the list there. And then the couples retreat is just uh, very soon, just a couple of months away. And uh, just as a reminder, uh, you have the responsibility to sign up online uh, for yourself. And so be sure to do that. And we'll also have a list just so that we know uh, it's not you're registering. You're not registering when you sign up on the paper, but just so that we know which day you're going to be there. Um, And so uh, we look forward to uh, that. And then also uh, on January the 6th um, will be the date for my ordination and so i'd love it uh, if you all were there uh, it's a friday night at seven o'clock and i look forward to that all right so uh, come on over Lee. i just kind of fell in love with this guy uh, he started hanging around with uh one of our girls and sweet talked her and got her talked into marrying him and all that kind of stuff but so the last time they were here i had him come and close in prayer and someone said I just knew when you had him come up there that he had like this special announcement. You, have a, you don't have a special still, still, still nothing. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just keep having him come pray every time he's here. And maybe eventually he'll be like, hey, we've got a grand dog or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we sure love uh, Brother Eli and Miss Lydia. And Lord, I just thank you for uh, having us all here and giving us all safe travels. And just uh, thank you for the message that Brother Metzinger spoke to us about. And uh, just pray that you'll help us all to take it and apply it to our lives and just see the importance of accepting the light, Lord, and just the gift that you've given us. And I just pray that you'll help us all to have a good rest of our day and just to enjoy time with family. In Jesus' name, amen.